And here we go. There's a man open left side. Caught. Touchdown. It's Touchdown at 10 with Russell and Medhurst. 301-230-0980. First half of the show rolling right now. Is Washington the least of the NFC East right now? Just how big is that difference right now between them and the Giants? Because clearly, Philadelphia is on one plane. Dallas without Dak, not on the Eagles plane, but certainly last night showed slightly above the Giants at least. And Washington, right now, certainly in that discussion with the Giants. Who's better? Uh, I mean, you can make a great debate for the Giants based on the way they have played through the first three games of the season. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us at WrestleMania621 at Pete Medhurst on Twitter. We'll get to some of your uh, Twitter opinions coming up here uh, in a few minutes as well. Let's go to line three. And, of course, our good friend, the Junkyard Dog. What's up, Dog? Hey, how you doing, fellas? How you doing? What up, JYD? Well, hey, how you doing? How you doing, Rooster? Doing good, buddy. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I enjoy your show, and I, and and it's a very good question that you all asked or whatever. When you look at it, okay, all I think all three organizations—the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Giants—I think the the main thing that they are able to do is that they are able to make bold. Um, stripes on, on, on the campus. And when I say that, bold decisions. And here, the owner here doesn't seem to be able to do that or whatever. Uh, uh, you know, Jerry, Jerry is definitely going to do it in Dallas or whatever because he, he's the owner, general manager and all or whatever. And, and the Eagles, they, 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 have a, they have a great administrative and a great owner. And 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 the Giants, I think with Davo, I think you're going to, you know, he, I think he has the cachet to go in there and be able to do what he needs to do. And right now, I think he's just evaluating what Jones can do or whatever. But but you have to realize Jones is not it, it was was not his pick, and I think Jones is out of there after this year. Now the the thing the, the important thing that what, what I would do we all know we we, we know what Ron's going to do but I what I would do as a football man for for the, for the Commanders would be I would I, 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 after about after about three, three about three more games of, of of Carson Wentz or whatever I'm not I'm not going to Heineken I don't know why everybody wants to see what we already we look we had a whole year of Heineken we know what he can do. I am going to I am going to put this young kid first of all. Stop making him uh, uh, inactive on game day. Put him on the sidelines so he can actually see what's going on. And after three or four more games, if we have not improved, I want to see this kid play. I don't think that's a. I want to see this kid play. Yeah. JYD, we appreciate you as 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 always. Uh, I don't think that's a horrible idea to go from Wentz to Howell. If the problem is, is I don't see it after six weeks. No, I mean, if first of all, again, Ron and that group are not going to. They're going to give Wentz every opportunity to to do this and try to get it right. And right now, part of the issue is. It's not all Wentz's fault. It's a unit-wide issue because Correct. the offensive line right now 
is, you know, again, major oil, continuing to uh, bring in new parts. And we know how much chemistry matters. And unfortunately, you suffered injuries when you're going up against two teams that can flat out go get the passer. And that's that's just terrible timing right now. And we'll see what Scott Turner and the offensive staff can come up with in preparation for this as an adjustment. Maybe you run at Micah Parsons coming up this week. Maybe you run at Demarcus Lawrence. Maybe you run the football a little bit more, even though you despise running the football more than 20% of the time in an NFL game. Because you saw what you got out of Carson Wentz in the first game, and you're like, oh, yes, we can chuck this thing all yeah. over the place. I wonder how the number nerds, the ones that just want to throw the pill around all the time, I wonder how they process Sunday. Yeah, not not good. So, not good. Let's go to line – oh, you got it. Let's yep. go to line one. Boogies in D.C. What's up, Boogie? I'm the Boogie. Good morning, man. gentlemen. What's up, Boogie? What's happening? Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. I, I can't tell you. You guys helped me make it through my work day. Yes. Old sports. We appreciate you, 980 bro. family. Thank you. We appreciate but, you. Uh, Pete, I've been listening to you since the start of your show this morning. I mean, not Pete, but Chris, but both of you. Um, you kind of asked your question three different ways. So I'm going to answer <laughs> it like this. The first, if it came down to ownership for an organization, naturally, I'm not picking Washington. If it came down to personnel, like Pete said, I'm definitely picking Washington. But, again, and as far as are we the least in the East, of course we are, and we're going to be that way until we get rid of that entire coaching staff. If you look at the other teams in our division, two of them have very young, innovative, upstart coaches. They're not afraid to try things. They're not afraid to live off the edge. You understand? Ron is conservative, and even McCarthy for that matter. But with Jerry over his head, Jerry's pulling the triggers on things. He doesn't care. You understand? You, 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 the risk is worth the reward. And naturally, those teams, they do look better than us with less personnel. So until our owner is gone or stops living in the past, because think about it, everything Snyder has done relates to the past and his boyhood team. Coming back with Bruce Allen. Everybody in that organization was tied to the Redskins in some shape, form, or fashion. If you look at these other organizations, how many of their previous players do they have a part of what they got going on today? The game has evolved over the years, and it will continue to evolve. And if we don't change with that, this is where we're going to be, the least of the East. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Have a great day. Boogie, you do the same thing, and I, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, there, we talk about it all the time. You know why the sports junkies have made it 27 years in this industry down the hall? Because they've continued to evolve through the years. There's been enough evolution to continue that coaches that last a long time, you know, they continue to evolve the product. If you don't evolve, if you're still trying to do things like 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you're going to get very bland results. And and that's what you're getting right now here with this particular group. I would love to know, and, and you know, clearly know we don't get a chance to talk to Scott Turner off the record or anything like that. Or I'd love to know how many coordinators around the league are somewhat neutered a little bit by their head coach's philosophy and wishes and things of that nature. Turn your mic on, Chris. I turned it you off. You need to evolve I, in 2022. I, I turned it off because I had to cough, okay. and then I forgot to turn it back on. I'll get this right. I've only been doing radio for a quarter century, right? It's okay. So let, let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll get back to the calls. 301 230 
is Ron really neutering, for lack of a better term, Scott Turner? Is Ron really behind the times when, 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 when you when you consider the fact that he wants to run the football and 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 be more clock controlling? There's, there's, they're not doing that right now. They're not doing that. Despite everybody wanting them to do it, they're not doing that. Ron went for, again, used the stupid analytics on the two-point conversion thing in Detroit. Ron goes for it on fourth down. Like, Ron is not some dinosaur that hasn't evolved. Now, he's not Andy Reid by no means. But he's not – like, I, I just – honestly, I don't think the players are good enough. I, I, I think Ron – and and I'm not saying anything wrong here. I think Ron, the general manager, has done a way worse job than Ron, the head coach. I'm not saying Ron, the head coach, has done a great job, but Ron, the general manager, has done a – and here's a per- perfect example. They simply have a religious aversion to signing anyone that is a veteran player in this league that has had an established track record that they have not coached before, i.e., Andrew Norwell, Trey Turner, good, check, check, suck, suck. They won't – Xavier Rhodes working out. We got a a, a tweet from, um, uh, I forget who it was, uh, about Xavier Rhodes working out in Buffalo, according to Mike Garofolo. Hey, we need corners. Instead, they went out and signed Rashad Wild Goose. We were worried about corner depth. Oh, let's go get two 23-year-olds that haven't played a lick in the NFL. We need a defensive tackle. No, let's go get a kid that was um, undrafted out of uh, of Michigan, Donovan Jeter. Uh, Oh, let's go get uh, John Ridgeway because we liked him in the sixth round in the draft. And the Cowboys took him in the fifth round. Hello! Like, bring in somebody with some sort of track record. Hold on. Ridgeway's act, that's a smart claim. Okay, That's a smart claim. I'm not saying it's a dumb claim, but can can we but sign if I somebody think I'm competing, with some veteran look, pedigree? They're trying to sell you the fact that they're competing in the NFC East, and I got to play with the Eagles, the Cowboys, and now the Giants, who yeah. look a lot better. And I got a chance to call Latuale, Sue. Right. I got I to at least call those okay, guys. Okay, fine. And if Let's they don't do want to come here, I got to tell people, look, we called Star. Yes. We called Indomitian. And they told us they weren't interested in playing right now. So either they've done that, and they were rejected, and they don't want to say that. And nobody found out about it. How about that, or they, or or they don't want to do it. If, look, if I, I gotta, if look, if I call those people and they turn me down, I at least gotta let people know. Look, you know, we inquired about Star, we inquired about Indomitian. You know, that, but that looks bad for the to organization too. But you can word it anyway. You said that neither one is ready to play right okay. now. They're really only That's interested fair. in coming back. But if, th- a, but if Pete, content, a major contender is, I, I'm with you. But if you think about it, not only have they not addressed the defensive end over the off season when they knew Chase Young was a ways away, they didn't address uh, the defensive tackle in terms of a veteran, uh, you know, track record. Uh, again, Linval Joseph and Dominican Sue, um, um, uh, Starla Tulalele. They they haven't addressed linebacker, right? Anthony Barr was out there. They didn't sign him. He's Anthony now Barr on the Cowboys. Last night uh, the he Cowboys. made a couple of plays yeah. last night. Uh, they're going to see him make some plays on Sunday. They didn't They didn't bring in Joe Schobert, A.J. Klein, uh, Alexander Johnson. I mean, uh, Dante Hightower. This team right now, this organization right now, Ron the GM, and Marty and Marty and Martin, Marty and Marty and Party and whatever, it's a Marty party. They have a religious freaking aversion to – Signing anybody that they haven't coached before and worked with before. But they did bring in Cyril Grayson, the wide for receiver. For a workout. For a workout. Now, as somebody pointed out Tuesdays, on Twitter. Tuesdays is yeah. when uh, teams bring in street-free agents for workouts. Right. Um, who was it on uh, 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 Twitter? Uh, Torre Sundata, 
I think is how you say, uh, at T. Sundiata. Uh, our return game needs work. Only thing I can think of when I said, you know, am I missing something? You know, unless there's an injury we don't know about, right? Which is quite possible. There could be an injury that – now, they haven't signed him. But, I mean, it's it's not like Cyril Grayson has a ton of experience in kick and punt returns either. I mean, he's got two. He's got two kick returns and no punt returns. So, I mean, maybe maybe they think he's an upgrade over Dax Milne. I wouldn't argue that he isn't. I mean, right now, you know, like a, a turtle might be a better fit just Ooh. because the blocking is so bad. Uh, and, and because Dax Milne had, again, zero NFL experience as a kick returner. Again, they have a freaking aversion to signing anybody with a track record that they haven't worked with before. Derek Allen says there are college teams better than the commanders. Yeah. Well, they look, here's the thing that, that I don't know if it's that bad. Here's but. the thing that knifes you in the heart about the commanders. They've already got a win over two and one Jacksonville. I know. You know, Jacksonville wouldn't just smash the chargers but, this past week, but you know, this, they are much closer to zero and three baby. Oh yeah. Than they are to and two we and knew, one. We knew Dougie fresh was yeah. going to get it done yes. uh, with the Jaguars and get it turned around. Yeah. Do you no see doubt. some of the throws that Trevor Lawrence made? Uh, I mean, he ain't missing the one, the wheel route touchdown that he missed in week one. He ain't missing that anymore. I watched a lot of Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Chris, I know he can toss the yeah. pill. Let's go to line one. Paul is in DC. What's up, Paul? Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? What up, Paul? I mean, man, got to get them phones fixed. They be disconnecting us in 15 minutes. But uh, in reference to the uh, the question at hand, we're the worst team in this division, man, because when you start looking at the talent that these other teams have, we keep saying our personnel better. But let me ask you this. How many uh, players from the Washington Commanders made the top 100 list? A couple of Cowboys, several Cowboys made it. And throughout the years, Jerry, as much as he's criticized, has put a whole bunch of pro ballers in the league. Why didn't we get Michael Parsons? We got Jamin Davis instead. Nobody had the intuition to move up and, and get a player of his caliber just because he uh, had some issues. But Jerry moved back and still picked him up. So um, in reference to coaching, Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring, as, as idiotic as that sounds. But Ron Rivera, he doesn't have one, and he had Cam Newton. So as much as you want to say that, uh, you know, McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers. Guess what? Ron Rivera had Cam Newton. And since he had, since Cam is gone, he's been a mediocre coach at best. Paul, appreciate the call. Uh, look, and I said this on draft night, Dallas's recovery in that draft when they wanted the two corners and they were both gone, Horn and Sertan, both gone in the blink of an eye right before Dallas picked. Dallas regrouping. Trading back with a division rival, no less, and getting Parsons is that's it, you got to give Jerry and Stephen Jones a lot of credit. I mean, they they crushed that, they smoked that. That could have been a terrible moment for them in that draft where both players they were targeting went bye bye, and they turned it into Micah Parsons, and he's a game breaker on defense. He's been fantastic. Our guy, Willis Streets. Get well soon, big fella. I would choose the Giants organization over Washington. Joe Shane's going to be really good. Dable is going to grow into being a head man, and the ownership will support them as they get the franchise winning again. That's going to be a good combination. Mark with a funny line. This, this organization for years will pay players a lot of dough to be plumbers when they are electricians. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Mark. At Hump One on Twitter. Let's go to line five. Chris is in Laurel. What's up, Chris? So, um, you know, 
I worry about Turner now. It's been two games in a row. He keeps dropping Wentz back. Wentz keeps holding the ball too long. He's not very mobile. We keep having turnovers. Turner, uh, hopefully after two games of that, he realizes maybe he watched the the, uh, Giants-Cowboys game last night. Cowboys are going to do the same thing. And Turner, he needs to make some changes, obviously, to what he's doing. As far as the team goes, you know, Every team in the NFL kind of starts out even. Now, we're a little bit behind because of Dan, but they all get to pick their players and da-da-da-da-da. You know, when I look at Ron and I look at Jack, um, you know, Ron can't even throw the bag out um, to to get a play reviewed. Um, I mean, it's a disaster really at, at all on all levels. Um, Ron has no enthusiasm. The team has no enthusiasm. To think anything's going to change, um, it, we're, we're kidding ourselves. I think it's time that Jack and Ron started their second career as Uber drivers. Out. <laughs> Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Chris. I got my friend Russ is like crushing it doing DoorDash up in like small town oh, Pennsylvania. I'm, I mean, oh, I, I'm sure. I'm shocked at how much money. You can make doing that, but no, I, with as lazy as Americans Ron, are. Yeah, I don't see Ron and Steph riding around yeah. uh, doing Uber. Um, Listen, I got to say something. Okay, we may not agree with everything Ron says and does. Certainly, this show doesn't. I, I don't think you know. Like we got accused, or the media got accused of kissing Ron's ass yesterday. I, I, I don't kiss anybody's ass. Okay, I I can just speak for myself. I don't kiss anybody's ass. Uh, that being said. I mean, you know, again, uh, S.J. Gruden, how much ass I kissed when, when he was the head coach here, okay? None. Uh, but the bottom line is, I mean, the bottom line is this. Like, we can criticize and be respectful about it, right? We can criticize and be respectful about it. Right now, Ron and this entire organization is subpar, period, that doesn't mean they're terrible. That doesn't mean they're clueless. They are subpar. The record shows it. Your eyes show it. The DNA of the team and of the organization show it. And that includes Jason Wright and all of the executives that are leaving left and right, uh, no pun intended, over the last year and a half since Jason took over or, or you know, since Jason was fully entrenched. It's like 13 or 14 after Greg Resch left the other day. Uh all of them, every, from top to bottom. I don't want to say it's a rotten fish, but it sure is right now bordering on being a stinky fish. Speaking of rotten fish, I pulled up to a gas station yesterday. Somebody left a box of crabs Ew. sitting right next to the gas pump. Like, legitimate crabs. Like, alive? Or? No, they're probably not alive. Okay. But there was a full box so I I mean, that's like, that's a heavy that's a heavy investment interesting to leave behind. interesting point to ponder from our guy Kaiser I want to bring up when we return and it sort of goes in context with some of the things that Ron and the staff have mentioned about the players and how they're playing here I think it's an interesting dynamic to examine in terms of how this team is playing right now. Phones are rolling. If you get a busy signal, call back once we get back into the calls. Uh, This is amazing. You guys have been fantastic all week long, and you do it every day. We appreciate you so much. 301-230-0980. Russell and Medhurst, we continue to roll till noon right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
Is Washington the least in the NFC East and why? 301-230-0980. You're killing it on the phones right now and on Twitter. Our guy Kaiser brings up a great point here. You know, Ron and the other coaches, but specifically Ron, because he's the one that talks the most, have talked that as guys don't necessarily listen to them all the time. They try to do things on their own. Jack Del Rio, I believe it was, that said, guys are independent contractors. Okay. Kaiser says another example. I don't think Landon Collins listened to them much. Why else would they pass on all the talent they've passed on only to sign guys who've done nothing in the league but hope for opportunity? That person will listen to them when an established talent might not. Your thoughts? I think that's a really interesting point. I mean, not every not every veteran player is an independent is, contractor. Is an independent contractor <laughs> and is a stubborn mule. And, well, as stubborn as Landon Collins was, not every veteran player. But to Kaiser's point, it, more veteran players are going to be stubborn than than young rookies or younger players, right, without a proven track record. There's no doubt about that. That's just common sense. So, I mean, I, it's a valid – val- More than valid. Valid, point. certainly, opinion. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Observation. Let's go to line two. Jim's in D.C. What's up, Jim? Hey, thanks for letting me in, guys. Thank you, Jim. Hey, quickly, um, let's compare something here. Um, Flowers and Sheriff gone. Norwell Turner in. Ionia Settle gone, Obata Wise in, Carter gone, Milne in. I mean, those are those are all five D grades right there. I mean, if we want to look at problems right there, offensive, defensive line, I understand Sheriff didn't have the money, but, guys, that's a way step back. I mean, I think that's where we're at, and that's why we're at. Well, it, it doesn't help that Wise obviously got hurt, and especially when he did at the time with the need that they have, along with Two Hill, James Smith. Well, I, I mean, you know, I can give them a little bit uh, of a break on that. The overall problem is they knew that they were going to be inexperienced at defensive tackle. They knew that Chase Young was going to have, unless they didn't know that Chase Young was going to have a setback. <clears throat> <clears throat> They, they they knew that Chase Young was going to be at least iffy for week one, if not whatever, uh, and, and they didn't address that at all in terms of veteran depth I mean, outside of Obata. Again, Obata can play inside-outside, but that was it. That was their, their, their one answer. Listen, at left guard and right guard, I didn't think it was a terrible plan to go out and get Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner. I didn't think it was terrible. It, it hasn't worked out so far. They've both been not good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, the like, DeAndre Carter move. The DeAndre looks, Carter that's, move that's is the befuddling. One, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I mean, now, now, and now they're bringing know, in Cyril hey, Grayson. Hey, who, we don't know all the details there. Right. I mean, DeAndre Carter was definitely going to get, I mean, he's certainly got more of a role in with the Chargers yes. right now and a quarterback in Herbert than he was going to get here. With, and I believe he's from there, too. And with, and with the three guys ahead of him. So that may not necessarily have been, you know, Washington saying, no, we don't want you, DeAndre. More DeAndre saying, hmm, I got a chance to go play for the Chargers, right. Justin Herbert. I think he's role. from there, too. Yeah, uh, probably West Coast Memory serves guy. me yeah. correct. So that, but you, you, uh, but, you know, maybe you try to do more. Maybe you give him a little bit more money 
But again, you you'd caught you had captured so much of your cap space to the twenty eight million that you were signing Wentz to. Uh, Sabah tweets in. Ron is having buyer's remorse and looks like someone who's invited a serial killer into his home. Wentz, we are definitely below the rest of the NFC East because we have the worst playing quarterback in the division. Cooper Rush is better than Wentz. Shocker that Dr. Sabah is trashing Carson Not a Carson Wentz fan, I would say. More of your tweets coming up, but back to more of your calls right now. Let's go to line five. Cliff is in D.C. What's up, Cliff? Yeah, hopefully I have enough time to talk. But um, I think um, I don't think the whole thing is on Wentz. I know Wentz holds the ball long, but I think Wentz is pressing is pressing himself to do too much because I noticed there sometimes when it seems like the offensive line breaks down, instead of him trying to get rid of the ball, even if he had to throw it out of bounds or out of the end zone, he holds on to it whole long. I'm um, so long, hoping that something will happen. And he'll end up end up having to eat the ball. And you were saying something about the running game. Last year, I noticed when they ran the ball last year, it was because, especially at guards, when they had Sheriff and uh and Earth Flowers, they were getting penetration and the running backs were getting positive yards. They're not gonna run nowhere this year on their left side if they don't replace Andrew Nowhere with Earth Flowers ASAP. And I know Dallas is going to come in thinking they're going to kick our butts. They probably is. But the following week against the Titans, if um, their quarterback have a bad day, our real draft pick is going to kick our butts, i.e. Malik Willis. And I'll sit back and listen. Right. Cliff, appreciate that. Look, I mean, I, I think the clock is ticking in Tennessee oh, no on doubt. Tannehill. I mean, it's going to be Malik Willis sooner rather than later there. It's ticking much more there than it is here though wouldn't you agree oh yeah yeah because i mean after three games after three games you're you're not going to pull the plug on your big free agent acquisition you're going to give them a chance to get it right and right now the problem is not all carson no it's not all carson no but you know again just like like in games one and two everybody around here thought he walked on water and i i just kept telling you i wasn't screaming i just kept providing facts there was a 26 play sequence 89 net yards, three turnovers, and a sack and a penalty. That sucked against Jacksonville. Almost cost them the game. And then the first half against Detroit, that was not all on the offensive line. Sunday, not all on the offensive line. Whether you want to assign five to the O-line, four to the O-line, five to Wentz, whatever it is, he missed wide open receivers. He was inaccurate. He had no recognition. He had no ball security. The only thing he didn't do on Sunday, bad, Carson Wentz, Throw an interception. That's how I was that was the say. only thing. He didn't throw an interception. He did turn the ball over. Yeah, but via he did not throw an interception. Let's go to line three. Timmy G, what's up, Timmy? Hey, how's it going? Hey, Tim. I, uh, I'm going to follow up on the last caller. Um, to me, the issue is offensive line. Um, if you look at the game last year, the two games last year against Philly and Dallas, we got our lunch money taken up front. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh we here here this year it looks like uh, pretty much the same. Um I like to see Chris Samuels to be our offensive line coach if we can, but play calling offensive line is atrocious. Um we need to make some adjustments or just draft just a some 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 real marquee linemen, especially in that left tackle. Um 
horrendous offensive line. Well, so let me ask you this. Two weeks ago, everyone could not sing the praises of John Matzkow enough. And this happened last year for missing, mishmashing, uh, you know, all the talent, all the injuries, what have you. And now all of a sudden it's horrible offensive line and they suck and they have no clue. And they're, uh, you know, and, and Charles Leno stink. Well, listen, they all had bad days. Every damn last one of them, all of them stunk. On Sunday, I don't care what PFF uh, ranked about Sam Cosme, and w- w- that was the best of the worst. He stunk in pass protection, and Leno was not good either. And Norwell sucked, and Wes Schweitzer was awful. Uh, and uh, Schweitzer got a little bit better, I think, in pass pro as the game went along, but his snaps stunk. Uh, I-, I expect that to be better, but I also expect I wouldn't be shocked if they they start the you know West not West Martin. Um, uh, who they brought in, uh, I forgot the, the guys, Nick Martin. Nick Martin. I wouldn't be shocked if they started Nick Martin on Sunday, uh, what, what have you. I mean, all of a sudden, we've gone from, hey, the offensive line is the shining light. Man, look at what John Matsko does, to they suck, man. They need five new players. They need this. They need that. He doesn't uh, choose amazing. who they bring in, though. Uh, that That's true, but he has a heavy influence. Probably has an influence. But he has a I heavy mean, influence. If, if, then if John told them that we don't need Eric Flowers around here, that was a mistake. I, I, listen, I, Eric Flow, Eric Flowers, like, I, I, think the, I think the bigger problem, quite honestly. Was money? Well, well, not only money, but but. You know, and and Flowers had looked at it as, look, I, I went from Washington to Miami. They got rid of me. Now back to you. Now you're, I'm done helping you out. I, I I'm either going to play for what I think I'm worth, or and he's still unsigned, right? I was going to say he's still um, on the street. I think the bigger problem right now is their offensive line. Cosme, I'm not sure about Turner yet, but he, I know. Uh, let, let me put the, put it this way. Well, let me ask you before we get back to the calls. Cosme, better pass pro or better run pro? I think we've discussed this a million times. Better run, better run blocker, yeah. right? Uh, Trey Turner, the, the jury is out, but I know one thing. He ain't good in pass pro so far. Not yet. I, I know that. Wes Schweitzer, better in pass protection, better run blocking. Run. I agree. Uh, Andrew Norwell, better run blocker, better pass protector. So far... Run. And I think his track record says that as well. Charles Leno is the only guy that what I would consider right now on that offensive line that is above average in pass protection. The only guy. Cosme stinks. Turner stinks. Schweitzer stinks. Norwell stinks in terms of pass protection. Yet I got an offense that all they want to do is be pretty and sexy and light your scoreboard up. And instead, what are they lighting up? Zeros. Yeah, they're nothing. Li- I mean, here's the other thing too, Chris. Terry McLaurin is your best offensive player, and it's like you wait an hour and a half to get him into the game. I mean, one time you're waiting to the third quarter to get him his first touch. I mean, how, how are we doing that? Scott's got to be better at that. Scott's got to be much better at that. Uh, we don't need 17 being a decoy out there. P- throw the ball to 17. Okay, throw the ball to 17. So, I mean. First play of the game last night, I think it was for the Giants, little slip screen to the outside wide receiver. Yeah. How many times have you seen that in the last couple of weeks? Uh, you haven't. Yeah. So, I mean, get, give me, look, even if you do even if you do 17 like you did Samuel this week, put the ball in his hands. Get him involved in the game right away. 
He's your best offensive player. You paid him like he's your best offensive player. So let's utilize uh, let, let's utilize 17. Get, get him touches early in the football game. Because you know what that's going to do, Chris? That's going to open it up for 10. That's going to open it up for one. That's going to open it up for the running game a little bit. They're going to be like, oh, they're trying to get 17 involved here. We've got to pay attention. So let's go to line one. Daryl is in Columbia. What's up, Daryl? Oh, hey, sorry. hey, thank you. Um, sorry. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think our organization is the worst in uh, in the NFC uh, East. Um, and I go along. I definitely agree with you, Chris. I feel that at this point, our team needs to adjust just like Joe Gibbs did when he came with Air Corps. I think we need two tight ends and two wideouts. All of this, all where we are right now, I blame the head coach. I blame the defensive coordinator. I blame the offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator should know what is Wentz's weaknesses and what his strengths are. He should know what the offensive line weaknesses and what their strengths are. He needs to get that boy that they that they are uh, they have Williams. And and Gibson until Robinson gets back, and we need to be a pound, uh, ground and pound, and get. We got two good tight ends, uh, um, Bates and and uh, Logan Thomas. You know they they're good receivers, they're good blockers. We need to pound. That's the only way you have to have mass protect against Dallas's on onslaught of a pass rush. But I really think that it all falls on the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator and Ron's stubbornness because Jack Del Rio is just as bad. He's playing, he playing cornerbacks that should be in the slot or should be at safety on the outside. You know, I mean, he's drafting linebackers that were outside and he's trying to make them in the middle. So, I, you know, I just think that it's those three, those three, the three amigos, the three musketeers. That's what I feel. Daryl, appreciate Thank it. You, I don't think it's a bad point either. Hit the wrong button. Keep in mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get better at this, guys. It's been a little while since I had to do this. Well, maybe I'll put my back to the window. Um, unlike, you know, Doc Walker doesn't want to put his back to the door. Uh, you know, here's the thing. Nikki Javala with a great uh, with a great tweet. Carson Wentz was hit 11 times by the Lions, 17 by the Eagles, and the Cowboys come this week, and they hit Jones 12 times last night. How do you keep Wentz from getting hit? You run the football, uh, and and yeah. I don't. I, and John Bates a hell of a blocker, so I don't necessarily have well, was, a. Pro- and he was hurried what twenty four times. Yeah, right? I, I don't necessarily have a problem with what Daryl just proposed. Yeah. The question is, is do Scott Turner and Ron Rivera see any value in that, and can you make the adjustment on the fly this week to tighten up your game plan, tighten up your formations uh, a little bit, uh, and you know again, maybe maybe when you get Brian Robinson back. That's something that you can specialize in a little bit more. Maybe there's a reluctance to do it right now with, with Antonio Gibson, but I know. think there's a big time reluctance. Rem- remember, they benched Antonio. I Gibson. understand that they benched him. They still that. don't trust him ball security wise. Well, he, knock on wood, you know. Knock but, on wood. But when they tried to run him the other day, this is the most befuddling thing. And I, I wish I could scream at Grant and Danny right now in their faces because I know I'm right. <laughs> they ran and had all the success Russell in the world on first two down. Bearded men. No, I, I mean, I mean, they did. We broke down all the numbers yesterday, and I have it up on the timeline. 
at WrestleMania 61, they ran and they ran and they ran. It was the only thing that worked. And and it worked on first down. Now, you can't do that every game. I understand that. I understand every game's different. Every situation's different. But for all you number uh, nitwits out there that want to, you know, just throw, throw, and throw, and throw, and go for it on fourth and, uh, you know, five from your own four-yard line, uh, because the book says so, and because the analytics department says so. I heard that uh, from Troy Aikman last night. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, the, the, the analytics uh, department says you got to go for it on fourth and five. <laughs> Screw the analytics department. Three Use oh, common sense. 301-230-0980 is Washington, the least in the NFC East. Tell us yes or no and why. It's Russell and Medhurst till noon right here. The big fella tells us what's trending. All right, we've been cleaning up the wreckage of the Commanders' loss to the Eagles on Sunday, and as well the Cowboys' win over the Giants last night on Monday Night Football to improve to 2-1 and one with Cooper Rush at the helm. Two straight wins for the boys as they go home to AT&T Stadium this Sunday to host the Washington Commanders. Are the Commanders the worst team already in the NFC East? Well, the record says uh, they are. Pete and I have been debating, discussing with you. Excellent job by you guys on the phones. If you missed any of it, Odyssey Rewind feature of the Team 980 or uh, Matt will have you covered on the podcast, theteam980.com. Russell and Medhurst in the podcast section. Now, the team is, as we mentioned earlier this hour, according to Adam Schefter, working out former Buccaneers receiver and speed specialist Cyril Grayson. Uh, Again, he is visiting the Commanders today. He has not signed yet. Uh, Miles Garrett apparently escaping major uh, injury as far as we know through a statement from his agent in a one-car crash in Northeast Ohio yesterday. There was a female passenger in the car uh, with him at the time. Uh, No official word from the Browns in terms of if Miles Garrett is going to have to miss some significant time. Nationals 100th loss of the year last night back home tonight. On 106.7 and the Nats Radio Network, Pete will have you covered on the way home with Nats Talk Live as they take on the world champion Braves. And that's what's trending. Around the league, high ankle sprain for Trent Williams, likely going to cost him four to six for the 49ers. High ankle sprain, Mac Jones, going to have him sidelined for a while in New England. Our guy Anthony, this is great, Chris. He said, I just told Kevin this morning, ain't no way I would want y'all's jobs because I have come to the conclusion that our fan base is on some hardcore drugs. Uh, there, are, <laughs> there, there are many, many, many really good people in this fan base. There are so many, and many of you exist in the cesspool of Twitter that are so freaking delusional and out to lunch. Poor J.P. Finley, who's doing a radio show on the other station, had to come in here and literally tell me, you know, because I'm, I mean, these people are like this Pablo Toro guy, whatever. He's such an idiot. Um, he had to come in here and tell me not to waste my time, you know, arguing with these people that I'm so much better and and he's right and I I CK says it all the time I like these people are out of their mind they are literally they think they think that because I'm not on the beat anymore that supposedly I'm not good enough or they they think because 
whatever they think. Well, we don't we it don't is, even have anybody on the ju- beat anymore. I know, but but there are world class idiots on Twitter. World class idiots. That's the only thing they're good at is being trolls. The, the and and I I've gotten better, but I still have a hard time when my integrity is called into question. I got to do a better job. JP's right. CK's right. You're right. Everybody's right. My mom's right. Everybody's right. I know it. It ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. Roostering ain't easy when you're being basically shredded and called out for having an opinion or knowledge that they don't have. And I just got to remember that I'm better than they are. Rick I just got to remember that. Rick Snyder wrote a column this morning, and Derek uh, Spacebound1 on Twitter uh, alludes to Rick Snyder's point right here. Will this team perform better with a different coaching staff? Every organization with a first-year head coach has made more progress in their first year than Ron Rivera in year three with this coach-centric BS. And Rick wrote a a column this morning saying that at the moment he was hired, at the moment he was hired, Ron Rivera was the right guy at that moment. But it's already time to start looking for someone else from a leadership standpoint. I saw Rick say that, and Rick's not the only one that's starting. I mean, you said yesterday if they start off one and five, yeah, it's time to time time to time to start thinking okay. about something different. So I, I I don't agree with all that, but but I understand the roster's I, too good to I be know, one and five. I understand the frustration. I understand the sentiment. Here here's what I would say. Ron was also Dan didn't wake up and and T didn't wake up going. You know what? Ron Rivera is my guy. Got to have him. They knew each other through league meetings and whatever, mm-hmm. I'm sure Dan had a healthy respect for Ron. But that was kind of pushed on Dan, okay? Pushed on Dan. Now, that being said, Dan got lucky that a man of Ron Rivera's integrity wanted to work for him, and but but at what cost? At running the whole show. Ron wasn't ever coming here just to be the head coach. Right. Ron looked at this as, you know what? I have one opportunity to get full control of football operations and to be the man. Unquestioned, not to have to deal with Dave Gettleman anymore. And and he took it. And it's been a rocky marriage, to say the least. It hadn't been a bad marriage, in my opinion, but it's been a rocky marriage. And I don't know where it goes from here, Pete, but it's not going in the right direction right now. Brian Fichter says, my preseason prediction for the Washington football team was 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. I love the inclusion of the tie on the 17-game schedule. Mm. He said, but based on the sample so far, I'm downgrading that prediction to 5-12. and 12. I love it. Kyle Thomas, if only the commanders sucked as much as the Nats, would you all start talking about the Capitals? <laughs> wait, wait, who said hey, that? Kyle Thomas. Kyle, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I love the Capitals. I'm not talking about a preseason game. I'm Anthony like, Mansa, Anthony I, Anthony Mantha with a bullet <laughs> from the right circle scores. I, I mean, I love hockey. There's nobody that loves hockey more than me. I love talking about the Caps. You're crazy if you think we should be talking about the Capitals right now instead of the Commanders and the NFL. I'm sorry, it's, it's, it's absurd. That's as absurd as some of these numb nuts that I deal with on Twitter. Let's go to line four, Roy's in Brunswick. I, What's up, Roy? I got uh, there. You go. I got you, Roy. I think. Yeah, hey, heard the ding. You did a great <laughs> job there. Thanks, Roy. <laughs> I got I got something right today. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm with I'm with you guys. I just um, with, with the running stuff with Gibson. 
Like, who's more likely to fumble? Gibson running it 20 times in between the tackles and letting a, a ravaged line run downhill instead of uh, instead of backpedaling? Or Carson Wentz in five and seven step drops that you know he's going to hold on to the ball too long, which brings me back to, like, the first series where you see Curtis Samuel on a jet, a jet sweep, you know, for a first down, you're like, sweet, I hope we see that five times like because he's basically like Debo in that regard and then it's like how do you not have three to five bubble screens in your first 15 plays to Terry or to Dotson or to, or to Samuel and it's it's like I don't understand they did the same thing against Detroit it's like you can't block guys when they're sending four guys at you you can't block four and I think you know I still think we're better than the Giants because they can't get pressure with four I mean we can't get pressure with four until um, you know, we get Chase Young back right now, it doesn't seem like. But the Giants are going to have to blitz us to get to get pressure. And if, if Wentz is smart enough to slide and, and to pick it up and to use Bates to chip. But, like, I didn't even see enough of that. Like, I don't see them using Bates enough to chip guys to, to help, even on four-man pressures. And I don't understand, you, you, you know, you raised all this hell to put a, a wrench in the McKissick deal. And you're not throwing him the ball enough to even, you know, merit, you know, all the stuff that you went through to, to, to bring him back. I just don't get how you're not using your skill position guys that can get you eight to ten yards after the catch. And you're running them downfield knowing you don't have rule yet. You got rid of Sheriff. Like, you can't expect them to be able to block. And you can't expect your quarterback that you know holds on to the ball too long to get rid of it quickly. So it's like Turner, who had a really good first week against a Jags team that's better than we thought, why aren't you using that quick pop pass stuff more? Why aren't you running the ball more with Gibson? Because Wentz is way more likely to turn the ball over than, than Gibson. Well, I appreciate I the call. call. Uh, look, I think it's a great call, especially the lack of use of McKissick right now. I, I, I haven't. We haven't paid enough attention to that. I mean, you, 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 you went out and made a point to screw your old friends over in Buffalo. When it looked like they had a deal with him mm-hmm. and got him to come back here. And they were really mad. And Buffalo was really angry. They were really mad. And now you're kind of, he's just kind of like a third wheel. He's like a fourth wheel. Hey, you know, if Bobby doesn't want to go out tonight, we'll call JD. Hey, JD, you know, uh, we're going to the movies tonight. You want to go? But he's like your third call, fourth call. And if you bring, here's the, to his point, though, about Bates. If you keep Bates into block, that means you're taking Logan Thomas off the field, who's a pass catcher and playmaker because you want to play three wide you want to play 10 1 and 17 all right. at the same time right but you I mean I mean you could play you could play three wide and two tight ends if you want to now you're really compromising yourself with no backs right that's basically right. an empty backfield yeah. right the problem here, here's 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 a problem you you want to do all these machinations sack number two seven man protection seven man protection and a running back and they still got there. And they still got in for a sack with a four-man rush. They had two wide receivers out in the formation, a running back and seven on the line of scrimmage. Eight in protection, basically. And they still got there. Big you know, wall. I, I mean, the first thing they need to shore up is let's have the attack marry what we are mm-hmm. and what we are is a engine that is leaking gushing oil okay it what however you that's what you are that's what you are that's why i asked jay yesterday and he didn't quite answer it the way i was hoping 
recognize what you are and what you aren't, Scott Turner and Ron Rivera and offensive staff. Recognize that you are an engine leaking major oil. Now go about building your game plan based off of that, not based off of what you want to do. 301-230-0980. Hit us up at Twitter, at WrestleMania621, at Pete Medhurst. Washington, are they the least of the NFC East? If not, why aren't they? 301-230-0980. One more hour to go on a fast-moving show on a Tuesday morning right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.